Morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia. Continuing with Shemona Prakim La Rambam, the eight chapters of the Rambam, the Rambam's introduction to Pirkei Avis, and we're seeing the Rambam detail to us the five component parts, not parts, but the five functions of the nefesh. Our nefesh has five jobs. The nefesh is the lower part of us, the animative part of us, the part that gives us life force, that keeps us alive. The nefesh is that part of us in any 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 creation that makes the difference between life and death, between us people, animated, we're active, able to do things, able to interact with our environment, uh, overcome our environment, make the most of our environment, make an impact on our environment, all the difference between that and, you know, 180 pounds of meat in the fridge, right? Um, that's the nefesh. The nefesh is what makes that critical difference. And the, um, as the Rambam told us, anything that's alive has a nefesh, but everything has a custom-tailored nefesh. We can't begin to compare the nefesh of the man to the nefesh of the animal. And even within the animal world, every animal has a nefesh which is tailored and designed to that nefesh. And the beautiful insight the Rambam gave us was the same way in, in, in the realm of animals, birds, um, fish, there's myriads of species and every species is different than the next physically in terms of its physical properties that's an insight into the spiritual realm of pseudo-spiritual which is the animal has a pseudo-spiritual nefesh not really spiritual but a very um, undetectable uh, slice and sliver of physicality but the nefesh nevertheless the animative life force so the, the, the nefesh is custom designed as well tailored to that particular creation Mean that nefeshos of all uh, mankind are the same. That what? Nefeshos of all mankind are the same. There's nefesh of of kliso, nefesh of non-Jews. Also two different so types of nefeshos. So only two two different types in existence. Two different types of nefesh. No. No, 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 no has one kind of nefesh. Yes. Non-Jews have another kind of nefesh, and everything in creation has their kind of nefesh. For every species, I'm, I'm, not two, the billions. About, I'm talking about mankind. So for human oh, for human beings, there's two. They come in two flavors. Yeah, yeah. For human beings, they come in two flavors, correct? And for everything outside of human beings, they come in uh, myriads of flavors. Every every particular animal has a nefesh that was created for that animal. And, and again, the nefesh is what gives it its idiosyncrasies. It's it's how it works, how it forages for food, how it seeks shelter, how it reproduces. The nefesh is what again what makes the difference between life and something that was formerly alive and also how it operates when it's alive. Okay, so this is all, a lot of ideas that the Ram has been presenting to us so far. And and nefesh, when it comes to humanity, that's both Jews and non-Jews, has a spiritual aspect to it, as a spark of spirituality with an animal world, animal, aquatic animals, flight animals. Um, it is physical. The Ram didn't spell that out yet, but we saw that once in the Ram Chal. And the Ram tells us that this nefesh, which is the life spark of, of man, has five different functions to it. There's one nefesh which has five functions. The five functions, again, is chazan, margish, medam, miser, and sikhli. The Ram has been explaining them one at a time. The zan is the basic survival um, instincts, the, the um, mortal, vital functions of the, of, the, of the system, being able to absorb food, eat food, process food, the circulatory system, the respiratory system, reproductive system, everything that just maintains and sustains life. Margish is the capacity of the nefesh to uh, sensate, 
And again, we find similarities. We find that man has this. We find animals have this as well, even though they're two different nefashas, but they, they have this, that same capacity able to perceive and sensate its environment. And again, when you find an animal, you know, there's animals that can detect electricity. You know that? Sharks and other kinds of aquatic animals can detect electricity. They have a sense that picks up on electricity. We, we can't. We don't have that. That's the nefesh of that particular animal. Has in, It's kechamargesh. It can detect electricity. We only detect electricity when, when, you're, when you're doing home repairs, electric repairs, and you forget to shut off the circuit breakers. That's, that's when we detect electricity. Some fish can deliver electricity. Some fish can deliver electricity. Very good. That's right. That's right. Okay. We're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about margesh being able to sensate your environment, detect your environment. Um, Medama, the, the third one that we had so far, the Ram explained was the capacity to imagine. Imagine means in, being able to extrapolate um, uh, um, experiences and ideas that are not in front of you from things that you are in front of you. And again, man has this, and animals have this as well. Man has this to a much greater degree than animals. Animals are able to use the kaycha medama, as we said. They're able to they have they summon some kind of memory or association, as we said. Um, that I remember in the past there was water in such and such place, there was food in such and such place. They combine that with the fact that right now they're hungry. So the Kaychamadama is able to allow the animal to say, to on, on an instinctive level, to use a snapfish to say, if I go back to that place, maybe I'll find food. Or if I go to a similar place to the where I found food last time, maybe I'll find food in a similar place. I found water in, in such and such place last time. Maybe if I find look for a similar place, I'll find water. That's the Kaychamadama being able to to um, work with the Unseen based on the scene, the unexperienced as of yet, based on what has already been experienced. We can use that to imagine all kinds of fantastical things. Um, we can assemble information based on past experiences, says the Rambam. So we know that there's a dwelling place called a cave. We know there's tall trees. So we can imagine a tall dwelling place. We can think about skyscrapers. Animals that far, animals cannot do to combine past experiences, to produce things that they have never seen. Um, animals can only apply things that they've seen, but they're still to 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 extrapolate the unseen from the seen. That's a kaychamadama. That animal has a man has that on a much higher level. Question? Yeah, but if the animals go on many many times same place, it has like a memory, or what? Memory association. It's it's a capacity of the nefesh. Yes, whatever, however you'll call it. I've been avoiding the word memory because memory is a high, like a higher functioning kind yeah, of term. It's associate. It's it's a it's capacity of the nefesh. The animal has a soul. And the soul of the animal allows it to function such a way that it's able to retain past experiences and 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 um, extrapolate future experiences based on past experiences. Yeah, you can call it memory. You can call it memory, but I, I would just be careful about how, how to use that word memory. You can use it, it, it's what we understand as memory, but it's a it's a power of the nefesh. That's kaiyachamedame. Being able to, the, the animal right now doesn't see any food, doesn't see any water, but it can use its kayachamadama to seek food based on where it has found food in the past. Past. It's able to seek water when it's thirsty based on where it's seen water in the past. Go back to the same place. That cat, once you feed it once, it's gonna, oh, what? It's going to keep coming back. That's the kayachamadama. Okay, so we're up to the fourth one now. The fourth capacity of the nefesh, which is v'achelech hamis oirer, yeah, but not, I'm sorry. For example, we have one. Yeah. Cats, well, sure, right, right. That doesn't, yeah, that means, again, that's, that, that is, a, as we said before, the same way there's sharks can detect electricity and we can't. Everything has its nefesh that, that gives it the ability to, that, 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 that powers that creation, the way that creation works and when that creation is alive. So, yeah, cats are given a highly tuned, let's call it, um, 
um, a highly tuned nefesh, which allows it to somehow seek things out, keep keep, keep track of things, um, even from a great, great distance. They, they have uh, refined a sharpened aspect of their nefesh in that regard. And we don't, we don't, correct? That's right, we don't. Sense of smell. Going back to the Chelek Hamargish, right? And maybe that's what animals are using, is the Chelek Hamargish. Maybe they can smell it from hundreds of miles away. I don't know, uh, right? When the dogs and cats can smell things that we can't smell, right? Um, opossums, they can smell through the garbage bag, through the, through the closed garbage containers. Squirrels can, can smell yummy leftover chalent over there, the yummy piece of chicken. They'll chew their way through your garbage cans, right? We can, in the middle of the winter. When it's 30 degrees outside, they can smell that. Now we can't smell that, right? If we, if we can, if we could smell that, then we, you know we'd be in big trouble because we wouldn't work to just to take a, you know, Baruch Hashem, and we have to think, think thankful that be thankful that our sense of smell is a little bit dulled. Uh, otherwise, the smell of the garbage would drive us crazy, right? Imagine if you smell everybody's garbage everywhere. Imagine if you could smell your own garbage when it's in the bag, in the garbage cans outside your house. Animals. Animals can smell that. Yeah, okay. So, the fourth part, the fourth function of the nefesh is the literally that means the part that can be activated, triggered, that can be engaged. What does that mean? So we said this has to do with drive, an objective, formulating a plan. This is the aspect of one's nefesh that allows one to set a goal, to have an objective to pursue something or to avoid something. That's Misar. So we see like the, the capacity of the nefesh are getting increasingly complex as we move up this ladder of the five major aspects of the nefesh. Misar is the ability to have a goal, have an objective, whether in seeking something or avoiding something. And it's obviously combining previous aspects of the nefesh together. You first have to be able to interact with your environment. You have to be able to think about your environment. You have to have associations, past associations, and you have to have needs. That's the Chayla Kazan, is the most basic part of the nefesh. They have needs, needs for shelter, needs for food, needs to reproduce, uh, needs for sleep. Um, and you combine that with these other Kayachas that produces misar that you set a goal for yourself. So, uh, you know, I, 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 my goal is right now to find lunch. My goal right now is to seek shelter. My goal right now is to leave shelter, uh, or to, 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 um, to, uh, find a certain place to avoid a certain place. Question? Yeah, this is not, I always thought of uh, being misarah as, as, as being inspired or aroused to do something. That's, that's in, in different contexts it's used that way. Yeah, yeah. the Ram is using, it, it, some of the terms the Ram is using, we find the same terms in other, in other contexts. In the context of the Ram right now, he's just using it as misarah, not the way we use like his irus. So his He's Misayer is is charged to 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 want to a particular accomplishment. Yes, uh, okay. that's right. That's right. Having a drive, a drive. Just mm-hmm. the, the um, this is one of the five basic aspects. The nefesh is called having a drive, a drive for something. Um, now you can have a drive for something or uh, 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 or a drive away from something. Again, a drive. For again, for any anything that's basic, um, and man and animals alike will have a drive for the basics, for food, for shelter, for sleep. Uh, um, man, being that we have higher intellect, we have uh, drives for higher things as well. I have a drive for spirituality. 
and we can use Hisairus on a higher level, we would still not use Hisairus as it's used elsewhere, it's still slightly different than how the Ram is using it, but as a human being, since I can formulate more complex thoughts, and I can use my Koyi my imaginative capacity of my nefesh, to think more complex things, um, I can have more complex plans. I have a drive to make a skyscraper, maybe not even for shelter, maybe to make money, um, to make my city a nicer city, a drive to build a new stadium. Why? Because uh, I, I, I uh, want to make a new stadium because you can make money off of a stadium, sure, or my, my city becomes a more prominent city, a more prominent city. Um, so animals, their limited nefesh limits them in terms of their mis- the objectives and the plans and the goals they can set. A human being he uses the, the higher aspects and functionings of his nefesh. He can have higher goals and more, more abstract goals. He can have goals of a spiritual nature. I have a goal, I'd love to be closer to Hashem. I'd love to be a Tamil Chacham. So that allows me to have an objective of what I seek and what do I avoid. Okay, but that's the Chelek Mizar is the part of the nefesh. The, the, a basic drive for something is the next, is the fourth aspect of the nefesh. Um, the Rambam identifies over here that what goes hand in hand with the the drive, the goal-oriented part of the nefesh, is the capacity to make choices. Here's where we find the ability to choose, the ability to make decisions, to make decisions, to choose and to decide to go this way or go that way, to follow this or to avoid this, that is linked to my ability to have objectives. If I didn't have the ability to have plans, objectives, goals, and if I didn't have a drive, that would that would take away my ability to have um, Bechira, to have Bechira. Um, so they do go hand in hand. We see the glimmerings, the beginning of, you know, so everything in existence makes decisions. Animals make decisions, but we wouldn't call those decisions the same level decisions that we make. That's a decision that's driven by instincts of the animal. But it's starting with the the animal also sets a goal. The animal is hungry. Now it has an objective to find food. So it will go to where it thinks the food is as opposed to going to where the food isn't. It has uh, a need to reproduce. It'll go to where it's going to think it's going to find a mate as opposed to where it's not going to find a mate. It's thirsty, it's going to go to the watering hole. And here, it's, let's say it's survival instincts will kick in, so it'll go to the watering hole where there aren't lines as opposed to the watering hole where there are lines, right? Um, this is where we find Bechira. Since the two go hand in hand, you do find, but you say people, sometimes people lose their drive. There are people, people, human beings, that sadly can u- lose their, their interest in life. They don't have... We call those people depressed. Right? Someone can be clinically depressed. Very sad thing. Clinically depressed. Someone who's clinically depressed, what that generally means by definition is he's lost his interest in goals and objectives. He's lost his drive. Doesn't have a drive for anything more. Depressed means I, I don't I don't have any goals. I'm not setting goals for myself anymore. I'm not setting objectives. I don't have a drive. And you find that what's, what's the first, you know, the most blatant symptom and sign of someone who's clinically depressed, what do they do? Someone someone that's depressed, what do they do all day long? Someone that's clinically depressed. Need so- 
so they sleep, they stay in bed all day. They stay in bed all day. And you ask them, mm-hmm. someone who's clinically depressed, Rahman al you ask them, you know, what would you like for breakfast? I'll bring you breakfast in bed. What do they say? I don't care, it doesn't make a difference. Exactly. You want the chocolate pudding or the vanilla pudding? A basic decision, I don't care. What kind of coffee you want? I don't care. Where do you want to go? I don't care. Someone that's clinically depressed, the first place that shows up is his decision-making process and decision-making interest. And it comes, it's, it, it, you see very clearly the link over here in the Rambam. The Rambam's telling us that they go hand in hand. The, the capacity to make decisions stems from drive, from chelik hamis'ur, the part of the nefesh that has objectives, that has goals, that, that, that uh, has aspirations, that produces, that what gives rise to bechir, the ability to make decisions. And it's the same thing, the reverse. Someone who is chas v'sham, clinically depressed, what that means is he's lost all drives. He doesn't have any drives anymore, he doesn't have any interests, doesn't have any objectives, doesn't have aspirations for anything. That's, that's uh, the flip side of, of his depression. Doesn't have any drive anymore. He's lost his drive, lost his interest in any, any, any kind of goal, any kind of objective. And so too, his, the same way his drives have been subdued, diminished, if not deactivated, his decision-making capacity as well, the Kaycha is also kind of neutralized, kind of deactivated. He's not interested in making decisions because that goes hand-in-hand hand with having drive. Okay? That's a very interesting discovery here in the Rambam. Not Bechira in the sense of... Yetzer Har and Yetzer Toiv. Choice. Choice, decisions. That's right. Choices and decisions, because uh, again, we're starting the most basic level over here is even in, uh, with animals. Animals make w- what we would term, again, to use the term loosely, choices and decisions based on their, their drives, what their goal is right now. So exactly. So the two very much go hand in hand, drive and the, the, having a drive, and then applying that into making decisions and choices. Says the Rambam, we also find under the umbrella of the fourth aspect of the nefesh, which is having a drive, having goals, having objectives, is not only we have the, 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 the foundation of the chiras over here, the making decisions, making choices in order to um, achieve those goals, but also midos. We find midos over here. All the character traits, all the, the, the personality um, um, strengths and weaknesses, um, Anger, patience, tolerance, intolerance, um, bravery and fear, compassion and cruelty, love and hate. All those aspects of my, of my uh, persona, the midos, again what we call the midos, are to be found at, uh, under, under the, the aspect of the nefesh, are produced and generated by the aspect of the nefesh that has to do with, with drive with rutzen, rutzen with an interest, and that goes hand in hand, having a drive for something, having an interest in something, um, generates how I have that interest and how I deal with that interest and how I juggle that interest, and that creates all kinds of different character traits. The character traits have, are linked, we, the same way the Rambam says the ability to choose and decide has to do with interests and goals and objectives, how I pursue those goals and interests and objectives, that's the Midas, is also generated over here as well. What's Ratzon again? A drive, a will, a will. Um, 
the appendages, the interface that the nefesh uses to execute, to act on the rutzen, to act on the chelik hamasar, to act on the, the, my my drives and objectives, is all all the all the appendages of all my physical appendages. I use them all. The Ram was identifying earlier for us the first, second, and third aspect of the soul, the 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 the, the, the um, survival one, the sensory one, the imaginative one. The Ram told us till now where we find that what part of the body is used for every aspect of the nefesh. See here, all the parts of the body are used with the fourth one. Um, any given appendage of my body can be a part of of having an objective, of, of having a drive towards something. Um, not just, you know, obviously the um, the outer ones, but even the inner ones, once the Ram is telling us that my character traits are also involved in how I achieve my goals, my anger or my patience, my compassion, my lack thereof, so different different organs are, 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 are um, linked to different emotions, to different midas. The same way you use your hand to pick things up. Your foot is used for walking. Your eyes used for 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 vision. The, the, the organ of the heart. This is the Rambam that gives me that, that gives me boldness. That gives me bravery to work towards my goal or fear to use either to my advantage or my disadvantage in pursuing goals. All the outer appendages, the inner organs uh, that are involved with the Midas character traits and outer actions are all involved in the fourth aspect of the nefesh, which is goal-oriented, the Ratzon interest, and how we we uh, achieve that interest. Okay, that's the fourth. That leads us up to the fifth. That's the highest level of the nefesh, the capacity for um, intellectual thought, analytical thought, um, intelligence. That's the fifth. That we'll stop over here. We'll continue with the fifth one. Mir session tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful today. Thank you for joining.